The Muffin Junkie serves tunes with your tea. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to The Muffin Junkie serves tunes with your tea. This is your pod show host, Jay Daniels. It's another sunny Sunday morning here in British Columbia, Canada. And I thought today we're going to talk about the topic of the prisoner. Yes, the classic sci-fi psychological spy drama from the 1960s starring Patrick McGowan as number six. So the basic premise behind The Prisoner, for all of you that haven't seen this series before, is an anonymous man who is a spy in a secret organization suddenly resigns his post from that organization. He leaves the meeting quickly in his Lotus 7 and flees to his home and tries to collect his belongings because he fears for his safety and has to leave. All of a sudden, a black car pulls up. A mysterious figure emerges from the black vehicle, dressed all in black and a top hat, and releases the gas into the occupant's home. The anonymous man who was the spy passes out. When he comes to, he is no longer in his home in the world that he knows, but he's on a remote island known only as the village, whose occupants do not have names, but are called only by numbers. I will expand further on the theme of the prisoner and its symbolism, and much, much more, after this, a shout-out and some music.
Welcome back to all you listeners of the Muffin Junkie. You just heard in that first set Kahuna Kowensman with his song A Late Bird. He's from Germany, plays a lot of surf music. He's cool, I highly recommend checking him out. The second song was No Longer With You from the Stampletons from Belarus. And rounding out that first set was Groovy Uncle from the UK with Now Your Pain Is Over. Alright, so let's get back to our topic, The Prisoner. Well, the village, as I previously mentioned, was a remote, undisclosed whereabouts island, a sort of Orwellian-controlled island whose inhabitants were under surveillance 24-7, Uh, The powers of B were represented by a series of leaders known only as Number Two. It constantly changed who was in charge as Number Two. Propaganda and psychological uh, mind tactics and psychotropic drugs and subliminal programming was used to break down the resistance of the inhabitants and to ensure total compliance and conformity and to turn the outcasts into so-called good citizens, as it were. All uh, transportation was provided for the inhabitants by the powers that be, sort of these uh, golf carts uh, known in England as mini-mokes. So you traveled on that, but you couldn't leave the village. You weren't allowed to go out of its parameters. Um, All phones... You couldn't phone outside the village range, and all maps that you were provided only showed the village and no terrain beyond the village. All forms of leisure and entertainment were provided only by the powers that be, including uh, a human chessboard game where the inhabitants actually played as pieces of the chessboard in a sinister show of control. Um, The inhabitants naturally all dress the same in conformity with the wishes of the authorities, powers that be. All right, so I'm going to take a break right now and play some more music for you to enjoy and um, so things don't get too heavy. And when we return, I will talk more about the prisoner and the security measures in the village. And uh, we'll talk about uh, just how a lot of the technology and things predicted here in this 60s spy series have uh, prophetically come true now, today.
the white men Here is what they all would see If it's a relief from sorrow You must dance your life away One move your feet Shake your eyes You know it's no Junkie serves tunes with your tea. In the second set, I started off with Stereophonic Space Sound Unlimited and their song Nightclub 67 and their Swiss duo. I'm digging their sound. Right after that, I played Purple Wizard out of Illinois, USA and their song I've Been Wrong from their debut, 45. And finally, Divine Advice by the Magnificent Brotherhood out of Berlin, Germany. Now back to our talk on the prisoner. Patrick McGowan's character number six obviously wasn't satisfied with, uh, with the knowledge of just number two. He wanted to know who was really in charge of the island known as the village, and who number one was. And he made it his quest during the course of the episodes of the series to find that out as well as his main 
quest or mission was to escape the village. So the powers that be obviously have the uh, foresight and wherewithal to know that people would try to escape, especially subversives on the level of Patrick McGowan's character. So they had helicopters, uh, the usual men in vehicles, boats offshore. But the coolest thing they had was this giant white ball that acted sort of like a guard dog in that sense, that would go right over top of the escapee and disable them. And that was really cool. Looked suspiciously like a meteorological weather balloon, though. So at this point, I'm going to play the devil's advocate, an agent provocateur. And ask the listener to consider the following. All the tools are in place now, technology-wise, to have this sort of a Orwellian state, a world globalist state. Satellites, surveillance cameras, GPS technology, microchips. They're all here now. This isn't some future dream. They're here right now. And who's to say that they're being used for the purposes we're told they're being used for? Couldn't they equally be used to manipulate us? It's a possibility, at least you might admit. It's certainly a question that merits looking into. Here's a question for you listeners of the Muffin Junkie. Is there, or could there be, a top-secret organization made up of global elite, known as the Illuminati? Are we living in the time of the village now? Was the prisoner eerily prophetic? Are we being mass manipulated on a global scale? Are our personal liberties being eroded away? Will these sinister powers that be keep our attention diverted through sensationalism forms of entertainment and mass manipulated media? Are they moving to enslave us? And to bring forth a new world order? Or is this just science fiction fantasy? And is this all just conspiracy theory conjecture? I leave that for you, the listeners of the Muffin Junkie, to decide for yourself.
Hi there again, everybody. In the third set, we heard the electric mess. It's been a long journey. And they're out of New York in the U.S. of A. The second song in the third set was by the Royal Hangmen with Who's That Man? They're from Switzerland. Their influence is the sonics, small faces, and the fuzz tones. The third and final song in that third set was the High Fidelics with Spy Smasher. And they're out of Alabama in the U.S. of A. At this point of the podcast, why don't we talk about the symbolism within the prisoner? Uh, what about the penny-farthing bicycle that appears on all the villagers' badges? What could that symbolize? Um, Patrick McGowan actually said in an interview that it symbolizes that technology is moving faster than we are. We can't keep up with technology. Another cool symbol is the butler. What could he represent? He was a very small man. Maybe he represents a little person in society. Uh, it's interesting to note that the butler appears in all the important scenes and was always with, or beside, rather, uh, number two. The uh, gentleman or the lady at times that was in charge of the village, or the figurehead in charge, rather. Well, let's talk about number two right now. What does number two symbolize? Number two will always just be second in command and will never rise to the top. No matter how much of a sycophant or all the deeds that he does, he doesn't care or she doesn't care how they get to the top. But the irony is they'll never get to the top. They'll always be a servant. They're just as much a prisoner as the prisoner himself is in the village. So there's just a couple of the symbols in the prisoner. Of course, there's way more symbolism. And that's why I suggest that you go out and you get the uh, full 17-episode DVD or Blu-ray box set of the original series and uh, watch it all and discover the symbols and your own meanings within it and uh, ponder what we talked about today in that regard. I also suggest after seeing the original, you go out and get the uh, the remake, or the modern one. Now, the remake uh, is quite good. Uh, it was made in 2010. It has, like, uh, four, shall we say, episodes. It's more done in a movie format. But it's excellent. Ian McClellan is just outstanding as number two. And Jim Cavazio is plays the prisoner reprises Patrick McGowan's role. It's excellent as well. So get that on DVD or Blu-ray as well. But check out the original first. Before I conclude today's podcast, I just wanted to thank the folks over at www.maveo.com at Music Alley for providing the pod-safe music that I played today on this podcast. Um, in a minute, we're going to hear two songs back-to-back from Jim Guitard. Now, Jim was featured last week on the Guitard Tapes feature with about his album, and also in Podcast 3, I did a feature on Jim's. So go and check that out. He's definitely a creative free thinker. 
Jim is definitely an individual and not just a number in the system. Now, on a personal note, I'm going to be at the Vancouver International Jazz Festival for the next three upcoming weekends. So the next podcast of my show won't be till July. But rest assured, there's a lot of interesting uh, projects in the work right now, and it'll be well worth the wait. Now, the two songs of Jim's that are going to take us out here from this today's podcast are Don't Get Hung Up and Janet Napolitano, a rare track from Jim Guitard. All right, have a good weekend, everyone. Be seeing you. The powers that be are lurking about Affecting us with more fear and doubt Vixis is on the loose Yelling, screaming, pushing her abuse Is that how it's supposed to be? Seems like it's getting less free Or am I just crazy? Or maybe a little lazy?